On this episode, a focus on the American Rescue Plan, a top 10 of tax items. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt, the director of the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic at Kansas Legal Services. The American Rescue Plan was signed into law by President Joe Biden on March 11, 2021. Now, there are quite a number of provisions to the American Rescue Plan. I am going to focus on the tax issues, and I have put together a bit of a top 10, but that is going to be focused mostly on individuals and certainly does not cover everything related to tax issues in the American Rescue Plan. But going through, number one is the third round of economic impact payments or commonly called the stimulus checks, that the third stimulus check is $1,400 for each individual. So for a joint tax return, a married couple, they would receive $2,800, and it is the same $1,400 amount for each dependent. They did reduce the people who would qualify, so they lowered the phase-out ranges to qualify for this third round that they are looking at 2020 or 2019 tax returns for the adjusted gross income to qualify. But some updates for this round that the credit can be reconciled on a 2021 tax return and qualifications there are based off the 2021 adjusted gross income, that the definition of dependents has been broadened in this round to include adult children, so not just dependents that would be eligible for the child tax credit. Number two, the earned income tax credit has been expanded. So for 2021 only, the maximum earned income tax credit for childless workers the amount they can receive has been tripled from $543 to $1,502. Childless workers who are not full-time students can receive the earned income tax credit at age 19. Former foster youth could receive it starting at age 18, and there is no upper age limit of age 65, but this is just for tax year 2021, there is an earned income tax credit look-back period, so regarding the earned income that will qualify you for the credit, that has been happening for tax year 2020, but that has been expanded also for tax year 2021. Individuals can use the 2019 earned income if that will help them receive a better credit than what they had on of their 2021 earned income. There are some permanent changes to the earned income tax credit. Married but separated individuals can receive the earned income tax credit that they would be treated as single. The married person has to live with a qualifying child for more than half of the year, 
not reside with his spouse for at least six months of the year, or not live with their spouse by December 31st, but have a separation agreement. So this is somewhat similar to the considered unmarried qualifications for head of household, but it is not exactly the same, so it's something to pay attention to. Another permanent change is the limit on investment income was increased to $10,000 in figuring EITC eligibility, and then people otherwise eligible for EITC can get a single filer earned income tax credit if they have children who don't have social security numbers. With regard um, number three, the Affordable Care Act premium tax credits for 2020 only, if an individual received more premium tax credits than they should have based on their income and family information, they do not need to pay back those credits on their tax return. Potentially, there is a need to file an amended return if someone had already filed their return and they're not eligible. In 2021 and 2022, the law removes the 400% federal poverty line cap for the Affordable Care Act premium assistance. The assistance is more generous. That premiums for benchmark health plans are capped at 8.5% of household income and individuals who make up to 150% of the federal poverty line are eligible to pay zero premiums. For 2021 only, individuals who receive unemployment compensation in 2021 are eligible for zero premiums and also get lower out-of-pocket costs. That household income is capped at 133% of the poverty line when calculating the credit. So my number four was the unemployment recipients for 2021 are automatically eligible for the premium tax credit. Now, number five is the expansion of the child tax credit that I have gone over this before, but it has been that it was a maximum of $2,000 per child with a $1,400 maximum refundable portion and a $500 maximum credit for other dependents that would be phased out for taxpayers with an adjusted gross income over $200,000 or $400,000 for joint return filers. So in changing the credit, it is now a maximum credit of $3,600 for children under age six, a maximum credit of $3,000 for children ages 6 to 17, so an expansion to include 17-year-olds. The credit is fully refundable, and the phase-outs have been increased, so single filers who make up to $75,000, married couples making up to $150,000, and head of household filers making up to $112,500 may qualify. And then single filers making up to $200,000 or married couples up to $400,000 can still receive a $2,000 child tax credit. And then if there is a single filer making less than $40,000 or 
a head of household filer making less than $50,000 or $60,000 as a joint tax return filer. They do not need to pay back any overpayments on 2021 tax returns. Now, what are the overpayments? I'm talking about that um, from July to December 2021, the IRS will be making advance payments of the child tax credit based on 2019 or 2020 tax return information, that half of the credit is going to be paid out in those advance payments, and the other half will be paid on the 2021 tax return. The IRS is setting up a portal for taxpayers to update information, such as newborns in 2021 or a change in income, and those amounts will be reconciled on the 2021 tax returns. So if there are issues, then the taxpayers will have to pay back the excess. That is something that may be a concern, but there is that exemption for single filers making less than $40,000, head of households, filers making less than $50,000, and joint filers making less than $60,000. Number six, the child and dependent care credit has been expanded. So it normally allows the taxpayer and the spouse, if joint filing, it's a credit allowing them the child and dependent care expenses if they are working or actively looking for work. It has been a non-refundable credit That was $3,000 if there is one qualifying individual or $6,000 for two or more children that allow them to qualify. But for 2021, the credit is made refundable. It's an increase for the credit to $8,000 for one qualified individual and another $8,000 for additional individuals, two or more. So in total, a person can receive up to $16,000 under the credit, and it is an expansion of the care expenses from 35% to 50%. Number seven, the employer provided dependent care assistance that generally taxpayers can exclude $5,000 for employer paid dependent care assistance. And that amount temporarily increases to $10,500 for joint filing or $5,250 for married filing separate in 2021. Number eight, there is non-taxable unemployment compensation. This has been a big issue for people that it excludes from 2020 gross income up to $10,200 of an unemployment compensation received for individuals with adjusted gross income of less than $150,000. So that applies to the household, not income per individual. So a married filing joint household of $150,000 would be able to exclude that amount. Now, some states may or may not be conforming to these changes. So that is certainly something to look at with state tax return filing. There is a worksheet 
on excluding the unemployment income. And for those people who already had filed tax returns that included the unemployment, that the IRS is to be correcting those tax returns so there would not be a need to file an amended tax return. Number nine, limitations on business losses that the American Rescue Plan extends for an additional year through 2026. The suspension of the limitation on current year deduction on farming losses. It also extends for an additional year through 2026. The denial of a current year deduction for business losses of a non-corporate taxpayer to the extent they exceed the business income plus the threshold amount. Now lastly, number 10, student loan forgiveness. There is an exclusion from gross income eligible student loan amounts discharged in the years 2021 through 2025. There is a limitation that it does not apply to the discharge of loans made by specific lenders if the discharge is on account of services performed for the lender. But it is likely setting up some student loan debt cancellation that if President Biden or Congress act to cancel certain federal lo student loan debt within the next four to five years, that there would not be taxation of that canceled student loan debt. So that is something to be watching through President Biden's term and something to keep an eye on during those next years regarding tax consequences of student loan debt forgiveness. So overall, these are some key items to pay attention to. I wanted to bring them to your attention that even though I have touched on certain things in past episodes, I thought this would be a good overall primer on the different issues of the American Rescue Plan. I hope this has been informative for you, and thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.